1: Thank you for joining us. Pastor Rander continues his two-part series on anger by sharing God's inspired word on how to minister to angry people and his prescription for healing our own anger. The Bible tells us that we ought to always pray and meditate on God's word. We're all guilty of reacting to the anger within us rather than handling it God's way. The good news is we don't have to stay in that mindset. Listen in with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us today.
2: Turn with us once again to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27. It is our text. We began preaching this particular passage on last Sunday. It is actually part 2, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27. When you find it, say amen. Uh, Ephesians 4, 26, 27 says... Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. And from this particular verse, we want to preach how to remain calm in a world gone mad. How to remain calm in a world gone mad. two. There is an old adage that says, and I quote, anger is the wind that blows out the light of the mind, unquote. We live in a society that has absolutely gone mad. Anger is wreaking havoc in families all over the world, even in Christian families. Husbands are angry at wives. Wives are angry at husbands. Children are angry at parents. Parents are angry at children. Uh, in-laws have become outlaws because of anger. And as we look around, we also see the spirit of anger in every facet of our society. Uh, For example, we have to be extremely cautious as we drive because of road rage. You have disgruntled employees who have been fired, laid off, betrayed, or mistreated. They become so enraged that they will walk back into their former place of employment and shoot up innocent, unsuspecting people. Then we see anger and violence so pervasive in movies, on television. And we hear it in the lyrics of songs in sports. Even there are flagrant fouls that are committed in basketball out of anger. Hockey sticks become weapons and even parents at little league football and soccer games become so angry. They attack coaches, referees, and even other parents. Even in cheerleading and gymnastic, competition is so fierce that anger arouses plots to harm others, uh, other competitors that are carried out by fellow athletes as well as other parents. And even our children have become targets when angry students in a fit of rage will come to school with loaded guns and weapons, killing anyone in their sight. And also we can see anger in the political arena and in town hall meetings as uh, as fighting go on and on in in uh, over issues in town hall meetings and against various political various political parties and what have you in the home spousal and child abuse are at epidemic proportions around the globe as they are both by product of uncontrolled anger parents even set their houses and Children on fire out of fury and rage. And even in our churches today, members quit ministries. They stop giving financially. They go on strike, stay home because of unresolved anger or mad at what happened or what somebody said or what was done and they go on strike from church, pouting and mad. As we can clearly see, anger will drive you out of your mind. If you don't get a grip on anger, it will destroy you or to get the best of you. And Satan loves it when you can be angry perpetually. As a matter of fact, if anger is unchecked, you'll even be angry at God. And you know, when you're angry at God, you are too angry. Beloved, I've said enough for you to know by now that anger is a critical subject that needs to be addressed. And if left undealt with, will only breed pain. If you don't deal with your anger, you're going to have more disillusionment. You're going to abuse somebody. There'll be more strife. If you don't deal with anger, there'll be more tension so thick you can cut it with a knife. There'll be more hate and there'll be more murder because of unresolved anger in your heart. What is anger? What is it? Anger is a God-given emotion expressed through a strong feeling of displeasure. I repeat, anger is a God-given emotion expressed through a strong feeling of displeasure. Anger is an emotion or passion directed toward God, self. You can be angry at yourself and you can even be angry at others in response to a real or perceived wrong which is often expressed through physical aggression as well as hostility. We must realize that all anger is not wrong, nor is all anger sin. Uh, We must realize that God himself is, he becomes angry. We say, what does God get angry at? God gets angry at rebellion. He gets angry at uh, sin and he gets angry at evil Who gives us the capacity to get angry in the first place? It's God. He has given us that God-given capacity. He's given you the God-given capacity to laugh, to be full of jubilation and ecstasy and joyfulness. Uh, He gives us the capacity to cry, and he's given us the capacity to be angry. There's a righteous anger, and then there's a sinful anger. And anytime God got mad, it was a righteous indignation. For example, in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 8 and 9, and then verses 19 and 20, it says there in the scripture, remember, do not forget how you provoked the Lord your God to wrath in the wilderness from the day that you departed from the land of Egypt until you came to this place. You have been rebellious against the Lord. Also, in Horeb, you provoked the Lord to wrath. See God's anger there? So that the Lord was angry enough with you to have destroyed you. But underline verse 19. Don't be afraid to underline in your Bible. Verse 19. For I was afraid of the anger and hot displeasure with which the Lord was angry with you to destroy you. But the Lord listened to me at that time also. And the Lord was very angry with Aaron and would have destroyed him. So I prayed for Aaron also at the same time. Had Moses not prayed for Aaron, God would have destroyed him for participating in making that idol, that golden calf. Thank God for the ministry of intercessory prayer. Anger, my friends, that is God centered is a righteous anger. Okay. Anger that is God centered is a righteous anger. Since the anger is over things that offend God. When you love God, you will hate evil and have a righteous indignation against it. Psalms 9710 says, you who love the Lord hate evil. He preserves the soul of his saints. He delivers them out of the hand of the wicked. Paul says to the church at Ephesus, in Ephesians chapter four, verses 26 and 27, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place for the devil. You see, my friends, when the Holy Spirit is in control of your anger, you will not harbor malice. You will not allow it to linger and to brood. When the Holy Spirit is in control of your life, you will not allow anger to fester, to, you will not ridicule, and you will not seek revenge. Those who ridicule and seek revenge, uh, usually, if you search deeply, it's because of anger. Spirit-controlled anger is a disciplined and controlled anger toward those who do wrong against God and others. However, unresolved, prolonged, selfish, internal anger becomes a tremendous opportunity and a foothold for Satan to exploit and use for his own ends. And truth be told, many of you under my voice today, you've been angry too long. You're in a brand new year, and uh, we are in almost toward the end of this month. And many of you still, you're angry. You're angry. Some of you have been angry far too long. And God wants to uproot that so that you can serve God to
1: the maximum of maximum of your potential to the glory of God. Throughout this two part series, Pastor Rander guides us through the Old and New Testaments, showing us scripture after scripture on how we can display righteous anger rather than react the way the world does. Whether anger generates from interactions with others or we are reacting to our own anger. With God on our side, we can be angry without sin. As children of God, we would do well to commit to the principles given to us in this series. Let's listen as Pastor Rander continues. Let's not look at righteous anger revealed in Scripture. Let the Bible
2: uh, give us some accounts of righteous anger. In Exodus chapter 32, verse 19, Moses was angry when he saw the unfaithfulness and idolatry of Israel. It's the scripture says, so it was as soon as he came near the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing. So Moses's anger became hot and he cast the tablets out of his hand and broke them at the foot of the mountain. Moses, take the tablets that were written with the very finger of God and he cast the tablets down and God did not bother or harm Moses because he broke The tablets, because the breaking of those tablets was symbolic of Israel breaking the law of almighty God. In other words, God and Moses were united in a righteous indignation against the rebelliousness of the Israelites. In Mark chapter three, verse five, when Jesus healed the man with the withered hand, he looked around at them with anger, says scripture, because he was grieved by the hardness of the Pharisees. Uh, simply because he had healed on the Sabbath a man with the withered hand and he was angry at the attitude of the Pharisees in Mark chapter 11 verses 15 and 17 Jesus is angered to the point that he drove the profiteers from the temple. The scripture says in Mark eleven seventeen 17 and 15. So they came to Jerusalem and Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. Then he called, then he taught saying to them, it is, is it not written? My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations but you have made it a den of thieves. You see, my friends, scripture supports righteous indignation. However, when we hear of hideous cruelty, when we hear of others being seriously beaten and molested and raped and murdered, uh, we should be angry at those kinds of offenses. What, What offends God should offend us. What upset God ought to upset us. But sad to say, many of God's people laugh at the very thing that break the heart of Almighty God. Henry Ward Beecher said, and I quote, a man that does not know how to be shaken to his heart's core with indignation over things evil is either a fungus or a wicked man, unquote. Now we've just seen some illustrations of righteous anger. Let us now look at some illustration of sinful anger. This is new insights right here. We did not cover this last week. Uh, some illustrations on sinful anger, unrighteous anger. In Genesis chapter 4, turn in your Bible, Genesis 4, 3 through 8. In Genesis chapter 4, verses 3 through 8, Cain was angry because his brother Abel brought a better sacrifice to the Lord. Cain became angry and committed the first murder in Scripture because Abel's sacrifice was accepted and his was not. It says in Genesis chapter 4, verses 3 through 8, and in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was, underline this, and Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. What's the countenance, the face? His face showed and displayed his anger. You can tell an angry person by their face. Face always torn up. Looked like it's been baptized in lemon juice. All wrinkly and prunish and uh, messed up. And, uh, but the, 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 the countenance of Cain, Cain's face had fallen. Verse 7 of Genesis 4 says, if you do well, will you not be accepted, says God. And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Verse eight, now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. He killed his brother. Instead of obeying God and offering A sacrifice in the way that God has prescribed, he gets so angry instead of repenting and relenting and coming to his spiritual senses, he kills his brother uh, out of jealousy and out of anger. Uh, Number two, another account of unrighteous anger is the account of Saul. Saul became angry out of jealousy toward David and attempted to kill him on several occasions. Let me give you one of the accounts here. First Samuel chapter 18, verses six through nine. First Samuel chapter 18, verses six through nine. Are y'all hanging with me? When the victorious Israelites, Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistines, women from the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. Listen now. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. Verse seven. This was their song. Saul had killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. Then this made Saul very angry, says the scripture. What's this, says Saul? They have credited David with ten thousands and me with only thousands. Next, they'll be making David their king. So from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. anger. Number three, another account of anger. It's all in the Bible. Nothing new under the sun, says Solomon. In the account of the birth of Christ, King Herod became angry when he heard that the king of the Jews was born. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 16, we see the anger of King Herod. The scripture says in Matthew 2, 16, then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, look what the text says, was exceedingly angry. That means he was, he was real man, exceedingly angry. And he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all his districts from two years old and under, according to the time which had been determined from the wise men. This man was so furious, so raging, so angry, so out of his mind until he, he, he's, he passed a decree that every boy, baby, two years under in Bethlehem and surrounding district, kill him. No other king, but King Herod. And there was a merciless slaughter of innocent children because of a raging madman. Let's look at another account. I'm just showing you how bad anger, anger really can be, unrighteous anger, when it is not under control and when you don't honestly deal with it. And number four, in Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 11 through 32, in Luke 15, through 32, the elder brother in the parable of the prodigal son became angry because of the celebration in honor of his brother. The elder brother was jealous. Again, turn with me to Luke chapter 15, verses 25 through 30, because I want to read through that text so you can see this account uh, and see uh, this angry brother. It says, now his oldest son was in the field, and as he came and drew near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the the servants and asked, "What, what meant these things? Verse 27. And he said to him, your brother has come. And because he has received him safe and sound, your father killed the fatted calf, you know, for a celebration. Verse 28. Underline this. Instead of rejoicing with the lost brother who had come home. Look at the eldest brother's response. But he was angry and would not go in. You get so angry, you don't, you want you don't want to go home. Get so angry, you won't come to church. Get so angry, you won't participate. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. Verse 29. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, daddy. Just kind of paraphrasing a little bit. These many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed. Now he's lying. In other words, he said he's never sinned. He's lying. He's so mad. Now, don't get so mad that you start lying. That's why y'all not get mad when you go lying. Go with madness and angry. I never transgress your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a go, young go. Why, why, why? (laughs) That I might make merry with my friends. Jealousy. Verse thirty. But as soon as this son of yours came, you know, now he knew his brother's name. I'm I'm sure his brother had a name. But he said, you know, he was so mad he didn't want to call this name. As a matter of fact, he was so mad that he didn't want to be associated with him as his brother. That's pride. This son of yours. You wise out there. Have have you ever got so angry, angry at your child? Until you go tell your, your husband, uh, you better go get your son. You better go get your daughter. You know, your daughter. Now, what they do well is my, my, my child. What they do bad, your son, <laughs> your daughter. So, so, but as soon as this son of your, yours came, he has divided your livelihood. In other words, he messed up the money with hollering and prostituting all around and you killed the fatty cat for him. Mad wouldn't come in to the celebration because of anger and jealousy. Let's look at the different levels of anger, the different levels of anger. Number one, you have irritation. Say irritation. That's a feeling of discomfort brought about by something or someone you know, you can easily get irritated with the things people say or do. Your children or uh, irritation over certain little bitty, little bitty things that just nibble at you. Uh, number two, but irritation can turn into wrath. The next word is wrath. This is giving expression to, to a strong desire to seek revenge. You've upped that level substantially to wrath. Uh, then you have fury. Uh, the loss of emotional control. In other words, you just lose it. You, you, you throw a skillet, at a pot. You submit to hit, slap, do anything. Then number four, you got rage. This is a temporary loss of control involving acts of violence. When, 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 when anger becomes rage, the person scarcely realizes what he or she has done because of temporary insanity. You see, people want to plead that even in the court of law. I was temporarily insane. Most murders are either premeditated acts of violence or crimes of passion committed in moments of uncontrolled anger. Remember, anger is one letter away from danger. You move that D from danger, you have what? Anger, anger leads to what? Danger, Uh, let's transition. Why do people become angry? Why do people become angry? Because of number one, violated convictions, an infringement against one's core beliefs. When you go against what I believe or you don't believe like I believe, I get angry at you because I want you to think like me. I don't want you to have your own mind. Uh, are you trying to promote something on me that I don't believe? or I don't want going either way that can go. Uh, violated convictions. Uh, number two, unmet needs, unfulfilled desires or block goals. Somebody stopping you from getting to the next level on your job or. Uh, Somebody, uh, somebody's uh, stopping you from achieving a desired goal that you're trying to to achieve or promotion or certain things. Uh, uh, sometimes you get frustrated with yourself and you get angry because now here you are 40, 50, 60, and you're angry at yourself for not following through in college or not uh, following through uh, on those unfinished, well-intentioned tasks that left you perhaps without a degree or without this or without that, and you get angry at yourself, say, so how could I have been so stupid or so silly when I was in my 20s or late teens? Then thirdly, uh, why do people get angry? Because of personal assault, assault or assault on a loved one. In other words, you mess with a mama's child, you got a fight on your hand. That's right. You mess with, your, you mess with my mama, you got a fight on your hand. You see, you get angry when your loved one is assaulted verbally or physically. Number four, reacting too quickly gets one angry, which results in making bad decisions that affect your family and alter the course of your life. That's why the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path.
3: Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in to Malls. Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you.
0: Three star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.